Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, welcome, Power Partners. It is our playground, an informational playground of Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. So we are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Brittany uh, just lost her microphone, but she's with us. <laughs> and you're listening to us on the Voice of America Empowerment Channel. Uh, we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And we want to catapult you from wishing upon a star and imagining your dreams to actually having them come true when you land on that star. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by our sponsors of the Pear Fair Festival, which is coming up next month, Brooks Albrees and Michael Verbrugge Construction. This is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Though we travel the world over to find the beautiful, we must carry it with us or we find it not. And I think that's the perfect quote uh, for August because August is the most traveled month of the year. And I know, Heather, there's so many, I mean, you've been traveling, everybody seems to be going someplace in August. Yeah, definitely. In August, I think it's that last little, that last little thing before school and, you know, when summertime is ending, so everyone has that last little blurb right. of kind of get out of town. Right. Well, we've got a wonderful show for you today, and in our first segment, uh, we're really going to touch on a, a topic that's in the news a lot now, but it's very misunderstood, and I do think that it's time to um, to bring it out. Does ma- nature make a mistake when babies are created? With Olympian Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn Jenner, transgender issues are finally a topic of conversation, and they're being handled with more sensitivity. So are we born with gender identity? What challenges do transgender individuals face 
this is our topic in health matters um, that Heather Brittany wants to really focus on and our T42. So we're going to start with that. We're also going to be going into the garden and talking about um, the birds and everything about the lazy, hazy days of summer. So we'll give you some months uh, gardening guide tips so that you can carry your beautiful with you wherever you go. And finally, we will uh, be talking about the gift of asking. Because do we know what we want? It's asking is a real challenge. I know I've always had a hard time asking for things I want because I don't feel that we need to to ask that, you know, we just should uh, be good people and things come to us, but that's not the way the world works. So all of that today in Star Style, Be the Star You Are. So now getting to our topic, Heather, of today, everything trans, I wanted to start, first of all, with talking about Bruce Jenner, who is now Caitlyn Jenner, because I think that he is really going and is already bringing this issue to the forefront of the minds of everyone. Because in July 30th, 1976 in Montreal, Jenner won the decathlon, which is the most grueling event of the Olympics. He was only 26. He set a world record and he became an instant star, not just in America, but everywhere. Um, around the world, and he was considered the perfect man. He was 194 pounds, 6'2", muscle, perfectly proportioned, and um, everyone just looked at him as being the epitome of what a man is. But nobody knew what was going on inside because he felt that he was always a, a woman. So let's talk about what does it mean to be transgender and how do we deal with the topic and, and you know, how can we all be more sensitive? Exactly. Well, you, you know, you just said that this is um, a new, I, well, I wouldn't say a new thing, but now being publicized more on TV. And as we know that TV over the last uh, 30 years has really become, I don't want to say more sensitive, but more um, inclusive, is that uh, there's so many people that feel that they belong in a different category um, than what's shown on TV. And as we know, TV, for the most part, is supposed to be mimicking our real life, that though things are dramatized so that we tune in for them, we're supposed to see these characters and relate with them, feel that, you know, oh, my, this makes me think of high school, this makes me think of that relationship, or, you know, we see these things and we feel like we're, we're part of it, and we, we come enthralled that we love the characters, we all these kind of things. And, and also, it's there to expose us and share new things with us. And as you know, that over the years, and TV, meaning in the way that it's become more sensitive, is you, you notice when you see a commercial, I'll just use McDonald's, for example, because they, uh, they really seem to kind of want to hit all those people, that when you see in the commercial, there always seems to be um, a, a white person, an African-American person, an Asian person in it, um, a girl and a guy. They want so that when someone sees a commercial, that they see their identity in it. They see that they've been represented right. And, and, you know, I'm know. going to jump in for a second because, you know, I remember when I first started in the modeling and acting world, um, it, was, it wasn't like that. You know, you saw the blue-eyed blondes or, you know, you saw the brunettes, so you saw the redheads, but it was very rare that you would have a person of color in something. And then over the years, that's the way it became. And then it actually kind of swerved the other way where they had to have, they had to have somebody who was black or Asian or Hispanic. In every single, you know, every single plot. 
And of course, now we're seeing it as you're uh, going to tell us about, you know, with gay, transgender, with, with everything. Every, it's like very, very much inclusive these days. Yeah, well, so what we have also had is that um, over time, is that things have become more political and groups and people have formed that now that, you know, there's actually, you know, committees that, that shows can be, you know, shunned and almost it could be a great show, but but almost turned off or blacklisted because they're not representing um, minorities. And, and as we know, for the most part, a lot of minorities are actually majorities. Uh, for, just, for example, in California, in California, Hispanic is actually the higher uh, majority percentage than um, Caucasian. However, they're still considered a minority. And it kind of that just kind of shows that shift is that really in America we are this big melting pot that's in, and uh, and just sort of you peel it back we all really are just the same we all believe the same we're all human, um, but there are all these subgroups that have this desire to be represented. And so it was, before it used to be you know really that it was things of of race that you started seeing more and more people of color on, and now something that it's harder to represent. Um, because it's more of an identity than something you see, um, is that there started to be uh, more uh, gay characters on TV, people that, um, you know, were no longer just straight heterosexuals. And it used to be that they'd have these guest spots, they'd come in, maybe teach a life lesson. It wasn't that they were a major player. And Well, uh, like on, the, on Glee, that's when Kurt, you know, they introduced Kurt. I think that was a real big shift. Uh, I don't know how many years ago that is, seven or eight years ago, I guess when um, well, the TV show Glee had that major character of Kurt. Well, actually, an interesting thing about Glee that I just wanted to bring up is that Glee actually, um, you know, changed things, in a, changed things in a lot of ways. Um, that it was the time um, that also, you know, there was a character, a character that had, um, you know, a, a kind of a, a slower... Um, enjoying all these luxury sounds of the outside world today. Um, that Glee was the first time that there was a character with challenge, with a physical handicap, someone that was um, physically challenged in that way. That she has a form of Down syndrome, and again, you don't really normally see that being represented. And now that was the first thing that this is a major character, um, and it wasn't even focusing that. That it just seemed to be um, that yes, that was part of her, but that wasn't the main thing following the stories that this girl right. well also they had a person in a wheelchair I'm sorry what they had a person in a wheelchair as well exactly. although in exactly. real life he was exactly. not disabled he but um, say, you know he, he yes but at least he, it was portraying a disabled person Exactly. And then what, you know, as, they, as the show is over, but then what they ended it with was that one of the characters is actually going through the processing of, of changing, of becoming, of, 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 of transing. And so um, that's a big thing now is that um, this is kind of the first forward that, you know, there's been little bits of it, is just as you brought up about the 1976 Olympics, that was actually sort of, you know, the first year that this was even appearing, that there was little things on TV that they were starting to talk about, the words, transvestite, transsexual, um, you know, we all remember the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, it was, it was being discussed, but not in the way, there was just little glimmers of it, um, and now with more and more literature, with more of it being, um, I think with this whole sort of things that, um, even though transgender falls into the LGBT category, um, for simplifying, that next, not necessarily people that are transgender, 
um, it means that they are um, attracted to the same sex. And it's, it's a very confusing thing when you think that a man is to become a woman, um, but yet he's still attracted, or she now is still attracted to women and was never attracted to men, but now they, they're a woman, so I guess technically that would make them a lesbian um, instead of straight. And it's, it's very kind of when it gets convoluted, very it confusing is, when you get with all these things. You know, it is really, it is very confusing, and just getting back to a Bruce Jenner, who is now Caitlyn Jenner, um, Vanity Fair did an exclusive uh, with with him, with her now, uh, where she said, call me Caitlin. And my God, she's just, you know, really beautiful. But it made a big point of just what you said is that Caitlin is attracted to women, always has been, just has always felt that she was a woman and not a man. But she doesn't feel that she is a lesbian. <laughs> so it's yeah, very it confusing. And she did not have, she did not have a, uh, any uh, sexual or genital um, changes done. You know, I mean, she did the shaved, you know, her throat shaved. She did all the plastic surgery. She did the things. She had the breast augments. She took the hormones. You know, so she did the things to become a woman, but she did not do, um, did not have her penis removed. So she, so it's very, you know, it is confusing. I think it is confusing. And it's it's just something we have to learn to accept. Um, one more for the public, you know, confusing, but just imagine if you are a person going through this as well, the confusion that where do you turn? It's just as, as, just as this is something that isn't new in the sense that there's just a lot more information out, and I think it's a great learning opportunity. I just know I had many classes in college with women's studies, um, coincidentally being one of my majors. Um, a lot of classes were about uh, gender identifying and about, um, you know, the, sort of the whole thing, you know, with the butch revolution, and there was, you know, there's a lot of lesbian lit, you know, that's that's out there, but a big thing that is always talks is identity. How do we fit into these little molds, um, these categories that society creates when we don't feel that we created one or that we on the outside, um, a big thing is just talking about how in commercials and TV that the look, we want to show, we want to show the world that we are representing all these people um, when many of these things are much more, it's not about the look, it's about what's going on in inside. And um, with many of these people that are transitioning, it's that thing of that feeling um, on the outside, just as you mentioned with, with Bruce Jenner, that he was, you know, the all-American star. He was you know, considered one of the world's greatest athletes, or America's greatest athlete was one of his titles because of what he wanted. That he did this on his, his physique of how just pure muscle, when we look at someone, we think, wow, that is, that is a man. That is a, but inside, you right, know, he became the, the epitome he of what manhood like would look like. Yeah, that that's not what what he felt like, you know, that it just didn't feel like. And and so, you know, it's coming from someone psychological that we all identify in different ways. And you know, recently there was a woman on the news that uh, she was one of the leaders in the state for um, was it the NA double TV, for uh, an African-American a group, a, a leadership group. And it turns out, and she looks very much, you know, just sort of a light, light-skinned African-American. It turns out, well, she's not. She's actually 100%. Caucasian, and it was sort of this big thing, but she had, uh, so this sort of this big hassle, and I actually sort of took her side on it, this thing is that she wasn't doing anything harmful 
or hurtful to, uh, you know, to African Americans, as they actually was representing them very well and fighting for their causes. And she felt the person that she's always just identified with that and that that's who she really was, that though she wasn't born with um, skin color that was as dark, she always felt that this was the culture that she associated with. This was so she believed that she was African American. She or or um, she believed that she was black, but born into a Caucasian body. Exactly, and it's, it and it comes up sometimes kind of the tricky thing with this whole identification. And um, I think it's it's uh, it's sort of this new wave of that many people. You know, it's, why I kind of bring this mind is that first a bunch first we had you know they they're finally trying to show um, ethnicities and cultural diversities in TV. And then they started, you know, including in, um, you know, non-heterosexual things. That now we had the Will and Grace. And um, when Ellen, for I mean, when Ellen first, before she had her talk show, she had a sitcom. I think she had a few sitcoms, but on one of the sitcoms after a few years, then what she was personally going through is that she was a, a lesbian woman on TV for, that was portraying um, a heterosexual woman. And, and in her personal life, she had started to come out and people knew. And, and so that thing of wanting to have that, that streamlined thing of that feeling that it needed to be brought out on TV. And she was the first woman. And even though it was her character was coming out on TV, um, it really was a big thing because many people didn't know uh, that she was a lesbian. So it's this thing of this personal matter that, um, you know, many people that they always say, you know, you can't choose, you know, the body you were born in, the family, you know, when we talk about our crazy families or our, you know, our, oh, I'm Italian, my culture, thing. So the same thing, it, it goes with all of us, that um, many things are, as a gender, gender is a learn just, you know, with, um, with uh, with with love and with nature versus nurture that they always talk about this about how people grow up differently and many things are gendered that we are taught at a young age that little girls are supposed to like pink and be girly and like to play with dolls and boys are supposed to like rough and tough and and blue and some things are just natural things that you know I I will say there are fantastic there are some extremely talented and I women athletes that are so strong, but when it comes down to genetics is a just a natural selection thing that overall men tend to have, you know, more muscular build, that there are things that um, their bodies just were born that way, but there's things that inside of us that we feel different, that we feel that we identify, that we choose different things, and, and this sort of becomes this whole quest that they say, you know, at a young age, um, children, you know, when people say, you know, when did you realize that, you know, that you were gay? When did you realize that many people at a very young age, because this is the body that you're born into, start noticing, just as, you know, when that young age, when you don't really, you're not sexually attracted to it, but you, you like boys or you like girls and, you know, it's that tease that you know that, it, but it, there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, intensely about it, but you just, you start having that identification. And what happens is that many children, many out there, and I think what um, is, is the powerful thing that I think uh, Bruce Jenner is using the positive for um, is that because he is the one who has, has been in um, the spotlight for a very long time, and not for those reasons, as you know, as an athlete, and then, um, you know, he's been married to many famous women, and as, you know, as the Kardashian family, they seem to not be going anywhere, that they are everywhere, um, that he was, you know, previously married to one of the Kardashians, and so that kind of got him in the spotlight, but now with this as being something that doesn't have to do with um, asking or fame, that I, I understand, you know, the potential, you know, backlash of it, but I think he's really using, or she... Um, which is always a hard thing, you know, saying that, that she is 
using the assumption that she does have this fame, that she does have this name, of really bringing, um, bringing light to it and discussing of the hardships. As we know that so many um, LGBT kids of, of all the different categories that falls in of, of what a struggle growing up is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's gotten better in ways because I feel our society would become more tolerable, become more educated, that it no longer seems, in many cases, and now I'm, I'm saying that it's still a, a very fight for all, all we know, just being a kid and teenager is hard in general. But um, to bring this forward to saying if not only someone possibly, you know, identifying um, as being attracted to another sex, but identifying as not as them, as as the body that they're born into, that they feel that they are, you know, a man, but they feel more feminine things. And that can be really, really hard. And um, as we know that... Well, and I think it's hard if they're, if they haven't come out. For example, and I agree with you, I think that Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, is going to do a great deal of good for everyone because he was the perfect image of what masculinity was and the reality was is that he never believed that he was male in the first place and so his whole life he had to live this lie which had to be incredibly painful and uh, but then he got married because that's what he was supposed to do and then it hurts other people because you know he was cross-dressing he was wearing his wife's clothes etc and his two previous wives before Chris Kardashian uh, he he says that his wives knew, you know, I mean, who knows the whole thing. But can you imagine if you meet someone who isn't living their authentic self, then yeah. many people get hurt in the, in the meantime. So, you know, when you're trying to pretend to be and, something you're not. So it's so important that we understand what's going on. And I think this is a, it's really great that, that Bruce has had the courage to do what he's doing yeah, and, and is talking. And I thought, you know, I, I know, I, I mean, one reason we're talking about it right now is because it is, it is being brought up in media now. And, and what many people feel is, oh, you know, this gets bandwagon for a while. You know, people, everyone's talking about now that there's gay characters on TV or now there's, you know, oh, now suddenly there's featuring all about African Americans. Well, and in a way, yes, but I also feel these, these are powerful bandwagons that say, I kind of like when the, when say, when we get these search because it brings it to the front, it brings it to attention because just as, I, I mean, to think that he is uh, in his early 60s, I believe, um, that just now he's saying, I feel... Right, I think, I, he's, 60, he, I think he's 65 that, or 66. Is, I don't to identify. So, and imagine that, that known, she knew her whole life that, you know, this was what, who she was, and it wasn't until now. that. And I feel many times for kids that people identify at young age, and hopefully this starts this conversation among with, with parents and things, and when it even, and not even just with, sexuality because a, a misleading thing is that, um, you know, there's a lot of terms that kind of get all blended to ones of trans, transgender, transsexual, transvestite, and I often have seen when you have sexual in it, it sort of can be misrepresenting because sexual is not have to do, your sexual identity does not have to do with your gender identity. Um, many, you know, this has been a big thing before that, you know, your sex, of saying that your sex is male, female, um, now many things in essay questioning or, you know, you can actually many, many things now so that you don't have to actually reply to that because what used to seem as a very black and white question is actually many, a major, um, more in-depth question for many people. Um, and many people feel pangender, that they feel that they are many things, almost this chameleon of society. And, um, and I think more power to it because who is to say to us, um, I, I 
of how you know this could affect them affect us in any negative way. Um, I I feel a lot of um, you know just sort of I wouldn't say anger, but when things when when I hear people who talk so negatively um, about any kind of identification within the LGBT community, I always think, well, how why do you speak so negatively of this? Especially uh, especially it upsets me when people say things about um, you know regarding that. Uh, gay couples shouldn't be able to adopt or have children and things is they think, you know, this is just coming from someone's personal moral thing. And I think that's what happens within society, that there is this very archaic, these moral views, these things. And as you read the Bible, you know, Solomon, there's a lot of things that, you know, people are, I think people are reading things all wrong and taking it too much as so a word. So how can we, how are, you know, and what you're talking about now is tolerance. So, how exactly, can we, exactly. as a uh, community, learn to be more tolerant? I mean, what steps need to be taken? Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, we have the TV show yeah. Orange is the New Black, and, you know, we have transgender on that. And as you said, there's all these different shows now that are really, um, you know, helping bridge the gap. So what can people do? I mean, it's well, you know, I to think really one, be I think more Hollywood, I think media, I think it's great that now these characters are being represented more. And I think, I think a, an interesting thing is, um, as we all, is that there is a big focus with a lot of uh, trans characters now or these documentaries that are kind of going on. Um, it's all about the journey and not really the end thing about, you know, what their, what their life is. It's about, because we are interested in this transitioning as we know that transition is is a powerful world for word for anyone in life that when we say you know I'm transitioning into the next step in my life I'm doing it's a thing about change it's a powerful trans transcendence you know it's a powerful change in one's life and so I think it's a very fitting word that not just saying changing is that it's you're you're transcending you are coming into this difference of who you are I think a great thing that now with there being more media out there, I think also too, um, it needs to get into schools with some schools that are more, I'd say, more liberal and now more up to date. In my personal opinion, that they incorporate this into their science, into their learning. I think when you start at a young age talking about sex and the body with kids, that you talk about all aspects of it, and that parents um, need to come from that loving and, and opening spot to know, just as we didn't get to choose the bodies that we came into, nor the did your children or these children. And just as we start identifying certain things in our life at a young age, um, then, you know, this is, these children are identifying different children. And I think a great thing and a powerful thing is to, you hear those, those parents out there that I think is so fantastic that have allowed their child um, to, you know, if their child was really born Charlie, and now Charlie wants to be Charlotte, you know, that they're allowing Charlotte to be Charlotte, to where, you know, to, um, there was a book recently about, uh, just three, four years ago, it was in the news, there was um, a book a mom wrote, I think it was called uh, My my Princess Boy, or something. and it was a mom that, you know, and it was a book for children, and it really, I think, it helps identify the other children that are starting to feel different um, and chastised by other children. This was, it's, a, it's a fun, cute book 
but it's accepting, it's showing acceptance for parents, how parents need to be tolerable, and as well for kids that it's okay, this is, this is you, and you are wonderful the way you are, and it was just about this book, this mom, um, it was an African-American couple, and the little boy, and you know, the parents look like the all-American, the dad, I don't know what the dad did, but the dad looked like a real, you know, strong, just, you know, that guy's guy, and the mom was a mom, and they had this adorable son, but his, one of his favorite things to do was to put on his older sister's little princess dress, and run around and play these princess and fairy games. And, you know, at first the dad was very, you know, this isn't, you know, he needs to be getting into football. But the mom was in love, you know, he's not hurting. And he's he's happiest when he's in his princess outfit. You know, we have to put on, you know, quote-unquote boy clothes. Sort of like he shelters off. He becomes this different person. And to think, you know, there's times, you know, when we feel when we have to put on a uniform and we don't feel that we feel very constricted, when we don't get to be our real selves. And then on the weekends, you know, we, we get to wear our real clothes or all these kinds of things. And, and um, it's the same thing if, with someone that to be put into something that you feel this is not your identity. I, I mean, with me, you know, I, I do identify um, as, as a woman, but... Um, for me, there's things I don't feel, you know, I don't want to be told I have to be a certain way. And I think that there's been you know, such a liberation for women that, you know, it's uh, that we have um, jobs now that were more, that used to be just, um, you know, but only male only, or that we were, uh, you know, considered too weak. Or that, And now women are really, have grown this strength in all kinds of ways, all kinds of metaphorical, metaphorical ways. And, and I think now the LGBT community is really starting to get this voice. Um, that I hope that as I say LGBT just to simplify it because there are so many things. Um, so that, that how can people, if they want more information, as, what are, where is the best place for them to get it? I know that there's an organization called Glisten that um, is very, very active in schools, et cetera, to help young people, you know, through whatever issues they may be facing. But are, are there other um, other opportunities out there that we can give some information to well, our think, listeners? Well, I think I mean I think honestly, the world now is just a Google click away from what is out there. But also, as you said, within um, within communities, I know within our high school we had an LGBT alliance, and I remember at first people it was it was a smaller it was a smaller group, and actually in college I was in our LGBT alliance, saying that though I personally myself I don't identify in this category that I stand with it, that I feel we are all part of this. And um, I think out there now that with on campuses that there are more, I, I don't want to view it as a support group, just groups of uh, people getting together. Um, there are more, there's more literature. There's, there's so many things if you just, I mean, the internet, what a pro thing for it is that there is a lot of information out there, especially for people who are feeling maybe confused, that feel that, you know, that are starting to feel their identification, but feel that they don't fit into the categories that are in the communities around them, that they feel different, but they don't feel that there's anyone else that is the same with them, that there are so many things out there um, that people, just because they're not as publicized as much, that on the internet, type in, I mean, Google is so great, you just type in your keywords, and it will find a plethora of information out there. Um, I think okay. Well, that's. I think that with that, we should probably end um, our segment. It is really an important, uh, an important issue, and I'm very happy to see that it's being treated with such sensitivity these days. You don't read uh, or hear too much of the bashing that used to happen, and so I think as 
more people are have the courage to be who they are, you know, again, be the star you are. Just be who exactly. you are and you don't you can only be your best self, your only self, and that's all you can ever be. Perfectly put as always. Well for more information about our shows, please check out the website going to be the as well as be the And when we come back from break, we're gonna just change the subject a little bit. We're gonna tip the toe not through the tulips because they're not blooming right now, but through the August Garden. We'll give you some ideas of what you should be doing. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a life. Well, thank you for staying with us here on Star Style, where we have a very thrilling and riveting show for you today. You know, hello, August. It is the most traveled month of the year, as I was talking about in segment one. But before the craziness of the school year begins, families are actually rushing to enjoy the last of the lazy, hazy days of summer. It seems like it's sped by, and before we know it, autumn's going to be here. The drought here in California has been the conversation du jour at every gathering I have attended. And there's really nothing we can do to prevent the drought, but there are some strategies we can enact to help minimize the effect that this drought is going to have on our landscapes. So as our healthy green foliage droops and wilts and leaves develop, you know, crispy brown edges, flowers are going to fade quickly and everything grows more slowly. But the weakening of our plants encourages insect infestation and disease. So we got to be really watchful and uh, diligent about that. So before we embark on our final August adventures, it is crucial to prepare your garden for your absence. 
So what I wanted to talk to you about in this month's August Garden Guide are a few tips that you can carry with you so that your beautiful will be with you wherever you go, as Ralph Waldo Emerson, as quote, said in our top of the hour, though we travel the world over to find the beautiful, we must carry it with us or we find it not. I love that quote. I love it because I, it gets me back to be the star you are. It's, it's not, you know, where you are. Uh, it's really who you're with and how you feel. So here's a couple of things that really will help with the drought and as well as it just helps keep any garden healthy no matter where you are. So apply mulch in a layer of two or three inches. By mulching your garden, it's going to keep the soil cool while keeping the moisture near the roots longer. Plus, mulch shields plants from the direct sunlight. Now the same is with mulch if you are down under, like in a winter garden. Mulch will keep the soil warmer. And it will keep uh, the, the right amount of moisture there, and it's shielding the plants from any direct frost or any other freezing conditions. So mulch is great no matter whether it's summer or winter. You can run soaker hoses under the mulch to maximize water savings. Soaker hoses keep the foliage dry, and they prevent the common fungal diseases, and they reduce the evaporation from the heat. Now, leaks in hoses um, can be a really big problem. So repair leaks in hoses and check your irrigation system before you go on holiday. A single broken sprinkler head will waste copious amounts of water. Then water deeply before you leave on your trip. Most plants need an inch of H2O a week to stay healthy. And you want to set your sprinkler timers accordingly. And I have always been an advocate, especially in the heat and to save water, is if you water, if you have lawns, you want to water them in the morning because if you water them in the evening, it only invites lawn moths to start breeding in your lawn and then you have another problem. But you can water your garden beds in the evening so that they'll be uh, watered all night long and they'll retain that moisture for the next day. But again, better to water deeply and less often. So twice a week is usually good and just make it deep. If you have any annuals uh, or perennials, you want to deadhead them. Because when your zinnias, your marigolds, your dahlias, petunias start getting leggy or they're spent, clip off the blooms so the plants don't spend that extra energy to produce seeds. Instead, you're going to get more blooms. And then remember to weed, 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 and then weed some more. I mean, even in a drought, weeds sprout up, robbing your precious plants of the water that they require. So be an extreme weeder and pull out anything that doesn't belong in your garden. Your other plants are going to thank you for being so, so cooperative and diligent about pulling weeds. Move container plantings to the shade of an overhang or a patio or any place where they're going to be sheltered under a tree because they demand more frequent watering when the days are warm. And unless you have someone watching your garden or taking care of it, I, you know you don't want your container plants to die while you're on holiday. Think about planting a more drought-tolerant garden in the fall. Now, if you need to fill your landscape, consider native grasses, yarrow, and a plethora of beautiful succulents. Prune suckers growing from trees and roses as they zap the strength of the mother plant and can actually kill the rootstock. This is the time that peaches, nectarines, and apples are ripening. So place a bowl on the counter, pack a few in your cooler, refrigerate uh, the extras, or, if you have the time, make some simple cobbler's pies and crisps. 
Install a dry creek or a rock riverbed. Your dry creek will be pretty and useful all year long because when winter comes, the water will be directed to areas you wish over those rocks. And in the summer, that dry creek, you know, it requires no water. So it is a, a really great, and it looks pretty. Uh, grow sunflowers not only for their ornamental or decorative value, but for the nutritious seeds that the birds adore. Plus, sunflowers, you know, they're such a happy plant. It makes me smile every time I see a sunflower. I don't know why. It just is that big, yellow, happy, you know, happy, happy. Also reminds me of, of, uh, of France. <laughs> Zeroscape. Actually, um, it's called uh, xeriscaping to conserve water while benefiting from a beautiful garden. The benefit of xeriscaping is low-maintenance garden that is drought-resistant, water-conserving, and has a habitat for wildlife. So you can check it out. Again, as Heather said, everything's just a Google away. But uh, check out X-E-R-I-S-C-A-P-I-N-G. It's xeriscaping. And it is a good way to plant. If you're growing tomatoes, consider dry farming them. Now, the plants are going to look terrible. But the tomatoes will be filled with flavor and color. What dry farming means is that you really just don't water them anymore. Once they have, they're, they're having their tomatoes, they're hanging on it. Just stop the watering. Now, if the plant looks like it's dying, yes, give it a little water. But otherwise, you're going to be a dry farmer. Leave your grass clippings on the lawn to act as a recycling mulch. Make sure your mower height is set to three inches high, as high-mown grasses can better withstand the drought conditions. Now, trash becomes artistic treasure in the garden. So be creative with repurposed odds and ends. Give it a try. The recycle bin is nearby if you don't like what you make. Plant drought-tolerant perennials such as penstemon, agastache, yarrow, blanket flower, lamb's ear, echinacea, lavender, Russian sage, and sedum. These are all very pretty. They are perennials, uh, so they come up every year. They bloom, and they don't need much water at all. Dry herbs before they go to seed. Now, cilantro, coriander, dill, fennel, and mint are really welcome ingredients in winter cuisine when the fresh herbs are not available. So if you dry them now, put them in a jar, you'll have them all year round. Uh, something I've told about in, um, in some of my garden talks is a fun way to make your car smell good um, and also to get your herbs dry is to put your herbs on a cookie sheet and put them in your car and let park your car you know, out in the sun. And literally they'll dry within a day and your, your car will be, uh, I'll be very fresh smelling. Make sure you use herbs that you like, obviously. Uh, it's time to start perusing those bulb catalogs to determine what you want to order or locally buy to plant in the fall. Narcissus, tulips, daffodils, hyacinths, and anemones and more are available this month. So if you're going to order bulbs from a catalog, you need to get your orders in. And you'll start seeing them in the stores soon. But you probably want to know what you want. Now, watch out for errant sparks from fire pits, barbecues, candles, and tiki torches. It is fire season all year here in California and in any state that it's dry, like Arizona um, or New Mexico. Make sure the perimeter of your house is brush and weed free and it provides a safety zone, which we call a fire break. So, you know, just be careful. Have fun outside because we, as Americans, we love to bar barbecue. We love our fire pits. We love our tiki torches from Hawaii, but um, just one spark, you know. And if you are a smoker, I hope you're not, but watch what you're doing with those butts. 
Involve your children in maintaining the vegetable garden because they're going to want to eat what they grow as summer snacks. And then once school commences, they'll be proud to pack a healthy lunch that they grew themselves and it gives them kind of bragging rights. You want to also save seeds from marigolds, hollyhocks, cosmos, and other annuals as their summer lifespan ends. And then next spring, you can plant these seeds and you'll have another great display of beauty. So savor the sweet days of August, whether you are at home or away, lounge by the pool, curl up on a chaise with a great book, water ski, visit a botanical garden, hike in the hills, roast a marshmallow, swing on a hammock. Whatever you do, carry your beautiful with you. And just remember that Mother Nature always rules. So even our, our, best, our best expectations and our best work may not yield the results we always want. In the meantime, happy gardening and happy growing. And if you need more information, you can visit CynthiaBryan.com. I am the Goddess Gardener. And, of course, make sure you're tuned in every week, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. I will be back in a bit with our final segment, so don't go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. We live in a high-tech world where personal time sometimes feels non-existent. In order to lead the pack, you have to first take care of you, the leader of your own life. Even when you are an employee, you are always self-employed, so take pride in your work. Take many vacations to rejuvenate your spirit. Find a focus partner. Share your business strengths and weaknesses. Create relationships of trust by doing what you say you will do. Follow up and get back to people in a timely fashion. Write a personal mission statement and live it daily. Upgrade your integrity quotient and be proactive in staying healthy. Increase your skills by reading, writing, and communicating. And remember that you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit star-style.com or to get a consultation or coaching session, you can call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. 
we have quite an expansive topics for today, and I hope that you're enjoying the show as much as we enjoy uh, producing and providing this for you. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And the purpose of Be the Star You Are charity is to empower you, to make you feel and know that you already have everything you need to be the writer, the producer, the director, and the star of your own life. And as I've always said, you can only be the best you that you can be. So embrace that and be you. Be you. Now, what um, the next segment is about is the gift of asking. And this is a chapter from my book, uh, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. We also have Be the Star You Are for Teens, and that is another important book that uh, 38 contributors uh, gave stories to. So you can pick any of these up at 925-377-STAR if you want to get them over the phone, or go to starstarradio.com and click on the store. And we want to, again, just give a shout-out of thanks to our two sponsors who will be working with us for the Pear Festival, and that's Michael Verbrugge Construction, as well as Brooks Olbrey, and he's with the Children's Success Network and has written the book, The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob. And it's not a book, it's a series, which is really a, a wonderful series. So asking is something that's always been hard, um, hard for me, and... And it's something I, it's, I'm on a learning curve for it. But this is the story from the book. And the Danish proverb is better to ask twice than lose your way once. My daddy died in my arms and that changed my life forever. With his dying breath, he told me he had lived his dreams and was dying a happy and peaceful man. This started me on a mission to encourage others to find their passion. His words kept resonating in my head, but I wasn't sure how to start. At first, my sadness and grief paralyzed me. My foundation had been shaken, and it seemed as if my world had come to an end. Through prayer, meditation, reading, and conversation, I slowly recovered, and I formed a plan for reaching out to others. One idea was to create a television series that would help others achieve their goals. It would be about extraordinary, ordinary people who were doing what they love in life. Of course, I had never at that time in my life produced a TV series, and I hadn't the slightest idea where to start. My first step, though, was to share my dream, asking everyone if they knew how to create and produce a television series. Now, many barriers and detours blocked my way, sometimes making me doubt my purpose. But just at the moment I was wondering if my idea was really crazy, a little door would open and an opportunity would walk in. In 1995, someone handed me a fantastic book. It was called The Aladdin Factor by Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, creators of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. I have always believed in angels and fairies and leprechauns and genies, so I was intrigued that Canfield and and Hansen presented their lessons with a magic lamp formula. The key, they said, is asking for what you want. Now, this was a brand new viewpoint, which was hard to carry out at first. Because most of us have been taught from childhood that it's not polite to ask. And from this book, I learned how to maintain my focus, cultivate charisma, and overcome my fear of asking. I accepted that the best way, perhaps the only way, to obtain what you really want is to ask for it. Ask 
ask, ask, and then ask again. That was their philosophy. And that philosophy quickly merged with my own about persevering. So I began to ask in earnest. Now, soon after, I chaired a major interior design gala and award ceremony, and I was featured in a magazine article about powerful women. The editor asked each of the three of us that were featured in this magazine profile, what is the next most important mountain you want to climb? And I answered that I was going to produce and host a TV series about people doing what they love in life. Now, what was interesting is I hadn't even started. It was just was just my dream to do it. But by telling this editor that this was the next step I wanted, immediately my phone started ringing off the hook with people eager to help me climb that mountain. Now, within six months, I was producing, writing, and hosting a national TV series called Live Your Dreams. And within a year, the show was reaching 20 million people, and it was winning awards. Now, the premise for the show is that you should follow your heart, live your dreams, not for the money, not for the glamour, but because your chosen work is what really feeds your soul. Now, the response has been overwhelming, and I found a universe star for inspiration and role models to emulate. Now, how did I achieve this dream? It was I asked for help. I mean, the whole idea was the asking. It wasn't easy because asking is really foreign to me. And I got lots of turndowns. And, you know, you can't help, especially when you're not used to asking, to take those turndowns personally. Some were devastating. Some were blessings in disguise. Despite the discouragement of major roadblocks and the heartbreak of promises broken, I did keep asking, and whenever I felt low, I'd go back and reread the Aladdin factor to motivate me. Now, asking has now become a part of my life, but I only ask for what will really help me serve others. People generally get what they expect to get, and I expect people to say yes, and then they usually do because I ask with integrity and from my heart. It has not been easy, and it's still a challenge, and I have to really pump myself up for it. But one of the best skills you can ever learn is to ask for what you want. You do have the ability and the responsibility to achieve greatness. You were born to be bold and you were born to be brilliant. No matter what kinds of obstacles you face in life, you can overcome them if you ask enough people to help you. That is one of the best things that you will ever learn. And if you ask people and give them a good reason why you deserve their help, they will most likely want to jump on your bandwagon. Successful people love to help others become successful. Why? Because it's their gift to the world. I encourage you to formulate your life plan and decide what help you will need. The treasure of a well-lived life comes not from an enchanted lamp, but from an open heart. So ask wisely and you shall receive. Knock on enough doors and one will open. And that one may be the one that you need. So here's an exercise that I designed called Ask and You Shall Receive. And this is to help you learn to ask because, again, asking is so challenging. Now, asking is hard in the beginning, so you want to start small. Sit quietly for a few minutes and think about something you really want, need, and expect to receive at home. Maybe it's a hug. Maybe it's help with dishes. Maybe it's less noise. Or maybe it's a special gift from your loved one. Write down a very clear question that states your wish. Make your, a request to someone you know will say yes. 
Now, after you get a yes at home, decide on something to ask for in your business life. Maybe more responsibility, more cooperation, new equipment, a different schedule, more pay. Create a master wish list of what you really want in the different areas of your life. Then create another list of the people, organizations, schools, etc. that could help grant these wishes. Start asking and keep practicing. Most important, be grateful and appreciative when you start receiving. Say thanks as it is the most important word and thanks is as critical as saying please. And as Jack and Mark say, anything is possible when you dare to ask. So again, better to ask twice than to lose your way once. And being the founder and executive director, Be The Star You Are Charity, the hardest part for me has been asking uh, for donations. But the interesting thing about it is, is I always think that because we're doing such good work out there, people will just know about us and want to donate. But that is very, very wrong. The only time, and seriously, the only time we get donations is when I ask for them. And I specifically ask for a company to sponsor or I ask for someone to make a donation. And people are normally very happy to help when they hear, you know, that you're actually looking for that kind of help. So just don't forget to ask. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our show. I've enjoyed being your host for the day. Thank you for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week to bring you topics and authors and pioneers on the planet. Make sure you are tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every week from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific here on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. You can also find us at StarStyleRadio.com, and there you'll find lots of photos, uh, descriptions, and, of course, links to, uh, to this Empowerment Channel so that you can make sure that you never miss a show, but you can find out what you're interested in. For more information about Star Style, visit us at star-style.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are Charity, and I am officially asking you, every dollar counts, so please go to bethestarur.org and make a donation today. I hope you felt encouraged, inspired, informed, amused, and motivated. Until next week, when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan, thanking you from Star Style and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a terrific week of dreaming, creating, inspiring, and definitely make a difference. Thanks for joining me, and let's play together next week. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.